Continuing on with the Elon Musk series from Ashley Vance's book, the first-hand account book on Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the quest for a fantastic future. Now, if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, I highly recommend you do so. The episode title was something along the lines of Elon Musk's early years. Basically, what we covered in that episode was his upbringing in South Africa. Very interesting, you know, family issues and personal issues as far as friends. He didn't have a lot of them, mainly because uh, he was very contrarian and very, um, you know, introverted at that age, just kind of reserved to reading and uh, learning. And he much preferred books over uh, social interaction. And actually, he recalls one account where he was beat up so badly that he could not return to school for a week. Insane. So, This is a lot of what drove him, and one of the other things that's interesting, you know, kind of that he lays out at the start of this book, Ashley Vance does, um, is Elon is really driven by this um, passion for saving the human race. It's literally what he wants to do with all of his companies. You know, Tesla, they're all kind of integrated in that way. You know, Tesla, um, the boring company, Neuralink, a very new company, and... um, you know, SpaceX and, uh, what's, oh, Solar City. sorry, he has a, he has a couple, and, uh, they're all basically integrated around helping save or prolong the human race, and SpaceX is, is basically vehicle for getting men on Mars, and hopefully colonizing Mars one day, so, let's see, uh, we talked yesterday, basically starting off, um, you know, out of college in 1995, he created his first company, which was Zip2, and ended up selling that for uh, $307 million in cash. And he took the money and went on to start X.com, one of the first world's first online banks, and partnered by Barclays, which is a very, very large um, bank. And this was a very, very innovative idea. And one of the things we touched on yesterday's episode, I'll stop talking about yesterday's episode here in a little bit, but just kind of getting you caught up, uh, is since he read so much, he understood at a very, very early age, you know, before really anyone knew about um, the really power of the internet, is he basically understood that paperless banking, aerospace, especially in the, um, you know, in the uh, rocket industry, was... Um, very, very powerful. And that is, is along with um, Nikola Tesla's inventions, uh, really drove Elon. So, around the same time, Thiel and Levichin, Peter Thiel, um, were building PayPal at Conformity. So, PayPal was basically one of their... Uh, one of their products, basically, at Conformity. And in 2000, the companies actually joined together in forces and merged. So... After a lot of infighting in position changes, Musk was frustrated with how the company was operating. And he just disagreed with a lot of the things other people were doing. Um, he had much bigger passion for X.com, and they were more focused on PayPal. It was kind of this battle between the two. Um, PayPal was kind of like a smooth interface. X.com was a little more clunkier, but he thought it was far superior and this, the next part that happens is actually really fascinating and is one of the biggest uh, kind of conspiracies to, uh, to dethrone someone in Silicon Valley history. Very, very fascinating story. So 
as Elon's family was boarding a plane, him and his wife, for their uh, late honeymoon, you know, they were about to go on their honeymoon, it kept getting delayed with business stuff, and they finally got a chance to do it, and as they were getting on the plane, the, um, the executives went to the board strategically, they knew when Elon was leaving, and had Teal come back as CEO and, and um, demote Elon Musk crazy and at at that point you know uh, Peter Thiel had stepped down a little bit before but they went back to him they said come back demote Musk and uh, we'll basically give you a more incentive and this succeeded and left Elon Musk with and basically as an advisor and the company company officially changed its name to PayPal and sold to eBay for 1.5 billion dollars in 2002 so ebay acquired paypal and it was a very very large uh large takeover you know very very interesting um i still use paypal and ebay today you know very very interesting technologies ebay although a lot of people think it's old school you know amazon tried to actually compete with ebay with amazon auctions and that's one of their uh services that actually failed you know jeff bezos we're gonna do a series on him coming up um here in a little bit probably later this week um fascinating fascinating story along with elon musk um that's kind of the point of these series here at the modern academies to learn from these great people and these great innovations and uh basically help you push forward your life and cut the learning curve learn from their mistakes as warren buffett says everybody learns from mistakes it's a heck of a lot easier to learn from other people's mistakes so he made $250 million from that, that um, sale and relocated to L.A., founding SpaceX. And being very ambitious, he planned to have his first launch in 15 months after the company was founded. Not only did he start a private rocket company that pretty much nobody else was doing. You know, imagine a friend comes to you. They made a little bit of money. Well, in that case, a lot of money. But <laughs> um, And they say, you know, I'm going to start a rocket company. I want to go to space. How insane is that? That's the drive. That's the power of Elon Musk. He never take took no for an answer, and he still does not today. Always pushing the uh, the agenda and always kind of innovating way far ahead of what other people are thinking. And the, again, that driving force is he really wants to save humanity. And it's it's one of those things you know Ashley Vance talks about. I uh, listened to. Uh, podcast outside of this book and um it was actually interviewing ashley vance about his time interviewing elon musk and uh you know he says those those are the times where elon actually got really emotional is when he talked about that mission to save the human race to prolong our species and uh very very fascinating that this is what drives this man so again spacex was founded and within the first 15 months he wanted to uh, have the first launch and it ended up actually taking four years to successfully launch a rocket but understanding that he embraces failure as a part of the process and become the first commercial um, company he basically took spacex and made it the first commercial company to carry out the dragon um, capsule to space and retrieve it safely after an ocean landing. So now, as you know, um, he's had many successful launches. He was the first space company in general, you know, uh, government-funded or not, to have a rocket be able to land itself. So in the past, it's always been these giant projects, millions and millions of dollars um, into rockets, 
they go to space and then when they come down it's always a crash landing but he was able to change that i think it was with the dragon x i can't remember the exact name but um fascinating fascinating story able to see that um rockets were able to land so basically they would you know flip around vertically land on the ground whereas in the past they've usually had like ocean landings and then they try and recover all the pieces and the parts and um very destructive uh that's kind of one of the main things that he tried to do was have sustainable rockets and he was able to accomplish that now very very interesting the other thing with this is uh you know pretty much everyone told him what not to do and with all of his companies, you see this trend where he sets these deadlines that are way... I mean, who would start a rocket company in the first place? And then on top of that, say, we're going to have our first launch in 15 months. How insane is that? So he has the same thing with, um, you know, he, with really all of his companies. And the reason he does this is because it kind of lights a fire under everyone's ass. Um, at least I think. I don't know. <laughs> his reason behind it, but that's what I would assume. You know, he probably believes it with full conviction knowing him, but, um, yeah, that, that's one of the big trends that I see. He sets these really aggressive deadlines and then it's kind of the idea, you know, you shoot for the moon and you'll hit the stars. So kind of setting these big goals, at least if they don't make it, they've innovated much quicker than anybody else could. So Tesla was founded by, um, Ebhard and Tarpning working on electric cars to run on lithium iron batteries. And Musk invested $6.5 million when nobody else wanted to. You know, everybody else thought it was the riskiest thing. This car company, you know, they thought, you know, we've always done cars this certain way. That's how they'll always be. But in the reality, you know, you look down the line to the future, if if you can get a car for the same cost as a car that, um, if you can get a car that you never have to change the oil, never have to, uh, fill up with gas, never have to go to a gas station again. And on top of that can drive itself. And is basically like your smartphone for the same price as a normal car. Why wouldn't you do that? So in my term or in my, uh, I guess view of Tesla, I'm thinking very, very long term. you know, so People that invested early, uh, well, they're seeing the returns, especially now. And um, I'm kind of the person that I would invest for, you know, the 20 to 30 year time frame, especially if, uh, you know, we reach a point where over 50 percent of the population has electric cars, you know, in the kind of Western world, at least. And then um, once once they hit uh, fully global, you know, more Eastern countries um, having Teslas, uh, it'll be just insane. So take that as you will, you know, look at the Tesla price over time. Very, very interesting. Uh, (laughs) I love it. So, um, this, he became basically the sole shareholder and the chairman of Tesla and his true rise to fame came about as his three companies found massive success, Tesla, SpaceX, and solar city, solar city. He, uh, basically started with his two cousins and they do the um, major amount of the running, and they all align with the true goal of survival of the human species. All the ventures are successful individually, but also complement one another strategically. He planned to further innovate in the aerospace industry along with the automotive and solar industry with the Hyperloop in the Gigafactories. And both these things, interesting, before, I mean, when this book was written, these things hadn't um, came to fruition yet, but now they are. And uh, the Gigafactories are insane. You can look up pictures of those. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, in the Hyperloop, 
um, yeah, I think that's in process, but he, he did do the, the boring company loop. And I think that's, if I'm correct, that's what the hyperloop is. And, and correct me on that. If I'm wrong, I could totally be wrong. So he also plans for SpaceX to sell satellites down the road to further commercialize the aerospace industry. So this is something that's very interesting. You know, some people have, uh, some like futurists, quote unquote, have thought about this where, um, you know, if you can have personalized satellites currently, it's only like governments and, uh, giant companies that have satellites. But I mean, think about it. If there's a company that would, um, you know, just like the companies that will sell you yachts or like really, really large products, um, obviously it'll, it'll cost an insane amount in the beginning and they might not have a, uh, direct benefit, but, um, people having their own individual satellites will be kind of crazy. And that's definitely a possibility. And being the first one to make that available to the public will be an insane thing. Cause you know, nobody really can regulate space. <laughs> no government owns space. So, uh, it's, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. Truly. It's, it's really the truly, um, you know, native frontier that nobody, nobody, uh, has conquered yet. And, and that's why, um, you know, SpaceX is a company that you can privately invest in, but I think that's a company where long-term massive, massive results in that industry. And, uh, I'm very bullish on SpaceX and Tesla, really all of Elon's companies. And it's, it's really because, um, one of the guys that is invested basically in all of Elon's companies he's made an insane amount of money and not saying you should blindly invest. Obviously you have to do your own due diligence and research, but, uh, <laughs> you know, look at the, look at the track record. I mean, this, this guy went from South Africa to Canada with a hundred dollars in his pocket, backpacked around, went to college, started more companies, uh, and look at where he's at today. I mean, it's absolutely insane. So, the synthesized lesson I got from this book is Musk is one of the most ambitious, driven, and innovative men in history, and his overarching goal to colonize Mars to preserve humanity from a potential catastrophe. He has propelled sustainable technology in aerospace, automotive, and solar, and plans to continually innovate. He risks no one else um, he takes risks no one else would and never takes no for an answer. Think big. That's, that's the goal. That's the key message. Think big. I mean, how insane has his life been? Um, you know, and what are the things that you can learn from him? That's really what I found from this book. Absolutely incredible. Um, again, definitely recommend you pick up a copy of this book by Ashley Vance and Elon Musk basically helped Ashley with this. Um, I'll put a link in the description to pick up a copy of the book through Amazon. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a view and subscribe. We do three episodes a day here at the Modern Academy. One five, one ten, and one fifteen minute episode. Thanks again, and until next time.